Hello and welcome to Movie of the Year Best of 2022. We are winding down 2022. We have done the mixtape. We have made the choices for the albums. And now it has come time to talk about the 2022 comedy shows. Joining me, as always, my partner in crime, Mike. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Let's do more crimes tonight, baby. Yeah, should we do less mentioning the crimes on the podcast? I think so. I think yeah, they don't that, need to know. Man, you sound like my lawyer. <laughs> Just don't do it. Just don't do it on the podcast. Please don't mention the crime. Shut and try up, to stop nerd. doing crimes. My other partner in crime, Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm so good, Greg. Thank you for asking me that. There's a uh, bit about the things that rich people and poor people have in common that the middle class will never know. And it's yes, having I a lawyer. It. Having a lawyer is something that only rich people and poor people ever experience. <laughs> also, like, uh, being on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're just middle class, you're never on a boat. Doing also with us. drugs. <laughs> Huffing paint in the back of your <laughs> Hunting trailer. man for sport. <laughs> or food <laughs> having a diamond fight <laughs> also here pockets brimming over with diamonds cassie how you doing cassie doing good um though diamonds are getting a little heavy it's a yeah. little hard to walk around with all these but and they're kind of stabby but i take on this burden for the people i do this for you guys in this podcast it's just big chunks of glass right that you were just <laughs> running through your hands at you, all times i was told these were diamonds and i believe is that it. not what diamonds are <laughs> oh, i'm getting so embarrassed they're sorry, so shiny <laughs> see the old I'm english label in one of them i don't <laughs> that was the, my highest prize one. It's got it all. The five the C's. old English diamonds. <laughs> Cassie is currently wearing her engagement ring, which is half a Coors Light bottle. <laughs> we don't have the heart to tell her. Don't mean to brag, but they really splurged. <laughs> Sorry also to flex here, on and also a few huge fan of comedy. How are you doing, Caitlin? Ha ha! It's Caitlin. Yeah, I love it. I love uh, the love laughing. Already she'll, laughing. She'll wow. Laugh. <laughs> In Just when you hear the song. word comedy, she'll get a good chuckle. Mm -hmm. That's me. <laughs> and last, but certainly least, Books. How you doing, Books? After that intro, I feel honored. I feel <laughs> real good about myself, my contribution. I already feel like I'm being set up for failure every time you call me Books and I'm here to talk about TV shows. And then you yes. just you really lowered the bar to the ground and now no one has expectations. I feel really positive about my contributions. Books, in the TikTok age, though, wouldn't you say that watching TV is the new reading? No. <laughs> oh, <she's> gonna... <laughs> she was not going to play yeah. with you at all. <laughs> I, I considered for a moment. Flames. I was like, oh, I should. No, fuck no. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm just sitting there doing my scrolls, and I'm like, you know what, man? I can't watch a show right now. I don't have the mental capacity to watch a prestige you, television drama or, or comedy. comedy you're on social media what are you doing you're scrolling you're writing books back in the day you're writing them on scrolls it's, like, the, it's same basically thing. the same so, thing so yeah so it's not that tv is the new reading tiktok is apparently the new reading books let me hit you with a second question mm -hmm. which is we have been charting over the the last few seasons the fact that when we say comedy sometimes not everything we watch feels exclusively like a comedy for this bracket. Did we have that problem here in 2022? Oh, yeah. 
absolutely. <laughs> There's oh, no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, there were certainly some moments that were uh, not quite as comedic in the in the Caitlin interpretation, the hee hee ha ha. Sometimes I went, I went ho 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 <laughs> instead of hee hee hee, and I don't like that sometimes, Greg. Okay. Caitlin, would you say that there were some shows where, like, there were they were comedies? They had the air of comedies. They had like the staging of comedies, but then maybe only attempted one joke early in the season, and then maybe never again. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's why I ho 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 through the rest of the episode. I turned into Santa for some reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally that is totally fine, Ryan. One problem we have had in the past with, I think, especially the comedies, is that. We have something I think I call new kid syndrome, which is we love the new kid on the block. Are you at all afraid that some of our elder statesman comedies are not going to advance? <laughs> I, Greg, I know this is just like a uh, question to get me talking about TV comedy of the year, but I'm going to answer you with I am legit afraid of this, this thing you're saying. Like, I think that the new, especially with comedy, like with drama, new is good, but also like veterans are sort of more comforting mm-hmm. with, with comedy. It's like, if you're, if you have a second season, I, bitch, I saw your first season. Yeah. This, is, this isn't funny. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there was some strong second seasons this year though, or like later seasons. I know. And it, it's just like, did you do what it takes to revitalize yourself? Or are you just the 12th season of Frasier is mm. I think the big question. Everyone's favorite. Uh, yeah, is there everyone's, everyone knows that's the best Frasier season. Ryan, there's a good chance season 12 of Frasier won an Emmy, okay? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> also, 2023 bracket preview. Uh, Frasier's coming back, and it's gonna be the number oh, one no. seed <laughs> on next year's TV comedy bracket. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Here we go. Already kicking off the 2023 predictions. Well, I don't know about you fools, but I'm dying just to get into this and start talking about these comedies. So when we return, that's exactly what we're going to do. Our first matchup of the evening is number one seed, The Bear. That sounds fun. Season one. (laughs) Versus number nine seed, Hacks on season two. The Bear is the story of Carm, who is both a chef and a cousin. (laughs) <laughs> and who has left the high-stress world of gourmet food for the high-stress world of kinda shitty food. Filling in for his late brother, Carm tries to make things right, while trying not to make them too much worse. Standout performances by an extremely talented cast. Shout out to Ao Edibri. Ed- How do you say her name? Edibri? Yeah, you know what? We did our best. And layered complex storytelling made this our number one seed. Hacks returns for a second seed to ask the question... Can you still be friends with someone if you were suing them? A very American question, to be sure. Season 2 sees Deborah Vance touring the country, working on her special, and trying to be true to herself in a world where phony meets baloney. (laughs) Cassie, (laughs) this is the comedy show, but does that mean the funnier show automatically wins? Or do you take overall quality into account? And, based on that answer, which do you think is going to move on? Whew. I would say historically for us, there's a, a portion of us who fight for like, hey, the most he he's, but then there's another portion, a larger portion who's like, was it a good show though? And did it do something? And was it also funny? And I feel like that's what the majority of people are looking for. Um, they want a well-rounded show that also made them laugh. Um, arguably probably a better one. Normally my way is how many he he's 
But it, this, am I am I making a false distinction here between saying that I it's my my feeling that number one, the bear, great mm-hmm. show, but hacks is funnier, isn't it? For sure, I th- it definitely hacks had more jokes. Um, but like I don't know, there's something about the like not the absurdity in the way of like other shows like Southside gets into, but like the absurdity of the situations that they find themselves in the bear and how it keeps escalating in like a real world way that's just so shitty <laughs> is at some point you just have to be like, this is funny because it's so insane and it's giving me so much anxiety. Like it's a survival instinct to laugh at that one, I guess. Bunch of kids I, get I, drunk I at birthday parties. Hilarity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's a crazy episode. But I do think that there is precedent here. Of I would say that Hacks is this season's or this year's version of the other two which won last year mm. which tackled so many dramedies like the bracket is always full of just because it had the most and i uh, are we really going with the most hee hees and ha that's what we're gonna say all night how about tonight? jpm ryan jokes per minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> a 127 jpm because oh, <laughs> uh, when, like, when we're talking hacks specifically there are conversations where the back and forth is Incredible joke, incredible joke, incredible joke, incredible joke. Like, especially when the two leads are speaking to one another. The bear has, like, four jokes. The bear is straight up a comedy because somebody was like, oh, wait, you're 30 minutes? Uh, that, <laughs> watching that's people it. from Chicago is in and of itself funny. That's why the bear's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's a, uh, there's a scene where AO, I don't remember her character's name, Goes out and just talks to like warring yes. gangs outside the war of the <laughs> And just like, what if we could TO real quick? I will bring everybody sandwiches. If we could just not, like, what if we toned down the Chicago from like 11 to a 9? <laughs> is that possible at all? Mike, I'll as a Philly guy, guys. do you look at Chicago and you're just like, this is ridiculous? Yeah. Philly did it Clown right. Show. Fuck Chicago. E A G L E. Chicago's not even New York. It's It's the second city. How sad do you have to be? Every other good city, it, like, look, we all know New York's the main city. Every other city is like, I'm going to carve out my own path. Chicago's like, I'll be the second city. I'm a little guy. <laughs> Fuck Chicago. <laughs> Big younger brother energy. But Mike, as as our resident uh, Italian fella, <laughs> uh, what did you think of that Italian beef? I mean, I, like, pretty sexy stuff. I love Italian beef. I love cousin. What's cousin's? Name in the show. He's not the bear, but he's the cousin. 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 Uh, cousin. That guy, man, have I seen a bunch of that guy in life. And he (laughs) he is great. It's it's been a big couple years for cousin between Dune and the bear. Mm -hmm. You just want to call everybody. Cousin's had a real resurgence. resurgence. That's something you could just call somebody. And or. You know it'll sprinkle down when uh, it's on Pornhub. (laughs) When when cousin knocks off mom, dad, stepsister, (laughs) etc. Man, thanks thanks to Pornhub, I have heard the word step cousin. What the fuck? Oh, That's I've had several thing. step cousins. I had step cousins who hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> that did one of them get stuck in the dryer? Yeah, like, have you ever looked? We're all like, oh, it's not easy. It's hard when you're trying to really get in there. When that sock <laughs> stuck in the back, you'll get stuck. <laughs> Did I the, feel did like the you're ba- only getting stuck if you want to get stuck. Books, did the bear ever give you an out and out panic attack? No. And actually, that's like a great question because like it <laughs> should you. have for me, for me as a viewer, yeah. I'm normally <laughs> the one it did not. And I uh, I have been struggling since I watched the season of the bear to figure out why I am so hooked on the show. Like I, I would pause it and go do other things and like take care of my child, important kind of tasks. And I'd Bye. be thinking like, hmm, I want to go back and watch the next episode of the bear. Like it was just so intriguing. To be honest, I think I felt more packed 
panic during the first episode of season two of Hacks. The whole time she's trying, okay. debating to tell Deborah not about the email. Like, I think yeah. that gave me more anxiety than any scene of the bear. But maybe that's just because it moves so fast. As soon as the anxiety yeah. is starting to build, we're switching on to something else. So... Can we settle something here on the show? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna vote uh, in a couple of minutes, but I want to settle something first. My wife and I have a disagreement. I believe Carm is super hot, and she's like, "Meh." What do oh, we think, Car- people? Carm is hot. Karm yeah, is hot. right. I, okay. I had to bear witness to a conversation <laughs> bear, between my wife <laughs> and my mother <laughs> about how hot is Carm is. He he also has like issues, so that yes. makes him hot. It's the uh, it's the smoking next to a dumpster, yeah. covered in tattoos, has- drinking out of a fucking soup to go container, mm-hmm. and it's like, like yeah. he's got to be kind of mean sometimes mm-hmm. because he's mm-hmm. like his heart is, could break if anybody mm-hmm. gets inside. And he's highly to me, skilled. He looks like a uh, yeah a curly haired yes. version of the weasel from Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you guys, you guys, I've heard uh, dangerous yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Is what he looks like. His mm-hmm. eye, he's yeah. got really like pretty eyes. Yeah. I don't know. Piercing eyes, yeah. but they're they so and so black around him because he never sleeps. Yeah. It just really draws you Dude, in. This yeah. is what, if you if like if you are on a bender because of drugs, alcohol, or work, and you wake up in your clothes, chicks are just into that. I don't know yeah. what it is. He's like always greasy too, and it's like fuck <laughs> so yeah. all over me. <laughs> I've been trying to stop doing all the things we're describing, and I think I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, <laughs> you also have to be beautiful as a man to pull all this oh, stuff off. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's I think that's what he really has going for him. Two of our best shows. Does anybody, Mike? Let me throw oh. this to you. Do you feel at all like a little disappointed that these two are facing off against each other? Yes, right this at the top feels here? like a real round two, round three type of thing. Uh, I can't believe Hex is ninth seated. And that might be the uh, the crazy. other critics mm-hmm. who we base off our things are dumb and did. Oh, this is second season. It is only stronger than the first season. And also, we've had so many movies and so many shows that are about stand-up comics because we're fascinated with these fucking freaks. Yes. This is one of the Go. few that's like, like you said, yes. they are funny back and forth. Uh, all the other ones, it's like, oh, you like comedy, but you're not good at it. Writers of this show about stand-up comedy, and they actually got people who know how to be funny to write funny people. Uh Michael Jeffrey Jordan, I believe that's your name. I uh, are you talking shit on Studio Sixty right now? No, that's now? about sketch comics, oh. and that was hilarious when they all dressed up in tuxedos no. and sang. Terrible. Is it okay Terrible. if we're funny again after nine eleven? There was a show on Showtime that was about stand-up comedians about, uh, in like the early the Comedy Store. I'm dying up here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and anytime they cut to them actually doing stand-up, you would have to like wait to listen to the audience mm-hmm. to see if like in that universe they were doing well or not. Because yeah. if you just listen to the jokes, you're like the the jokes that they delivered on stage as stand-ups would never be funny. Hacks manages yes. to have funny stand-up within, or the, the biggest show. Uh, like Oscar snub, the Joker. Uh, all the comics here are supposed to be good <laughs> or not good, and his weird half ass nine notes. I'd say we're funnier than a lot of the open mic stand-ups I've seen. <laughs> oh, man. You know when uh, people watch The Joker and they say, that happened to my friend? That's my... <laughs> yes. it's, it's happening to him right now. <laughs> well, it has come time to vote. And that's it's got to happen. I'm sorry, everybody. Ryan, I'm going to start with you. Is it number one seed, The Burr, or number nine seed, Hex? I kind of thought that Hex would be all right if it was a one-and-done sort of thing. Um, Almost like a perfect many... single season. 
Yeah, but it won too many awards and it was too successful. So we had a second one and it did top it. It was better. It was funnier. It was, I would say, looking at this bracket, um, one of the most hee haw shows mm-hmm. that we have. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, we gotta go. I I have to go with the newness. I have to go with like I have never seen it. Are you zeitgeisting like us? <laughs> I apologize, but I might be zeitgeisting everybody. Um, the bear is, I just that feeling of like I don't know if I've seen anything like this before is what I have to vote for. All right, I love the way uh, it doesn't give us a ton of backstory. It gives us a little piece of backstory every couple episodes. They were like, wait, what? Also the. Uh, the trend of 2022 and before and hopefully forever after. Always have Joel McHale. Always yes. have Don yeah. Bernthal. Always have those two actors in your show. Do it. Do it. Books, what do you think? Is it going to be The Bear or is it going to be Hacks? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with The Bear. I do love season two of the hack, of Hacks. I think it's brilliant. The I Hacks. Think the Hacks. Hacks. More people should watch The Hacks. Um, more people should watch it. I, I feel like I don't hear a lot about it, which is a shame. Yes. Because yeah, it's on the HBO low. Max, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I loved The Bear. I thought it was great. Cassie, do you think it's uh, going to be The Bear? No cocaine at all. Just The Bear <laughs> or Hacks. I'm so excited for Cocaine Bear. Um, we all, but... As a nation, we hold our breath in anticipation. <laughs> can't fucking wait i mean why like that's gonna yep. be our new avatar right yeah <laughs> <laughs> it better be in 3d or 40 <laughs> the um i did enjoy the bear which was surprising to me but like for me it wasn't like i had to pace the room because i was so anxious like this one got me in a fucked up headspace yeah. where like i i couldn't like this for me wasn't a comedy it's a very good show uh, and there is nothing like it but it's not comedy for me and hacks is just so delightful and you see two leads that are fucked up and funny, and I love it. So I'm going for Hex. To this day, if you say the word chef around Cassie, she will scream <laughs> and make you one of the most delicious beef, Italian beef sandwiches you've ever had. Mikey Chef. Do you agree that one of these is a comedy and the other one is yeah, a comedy? Oh, yeah. Comedy? I mean, that's inarguable. It is a comedy oh. for sure. I, I also like, I think the bear is very funny. I just think maybe, maybe this is the real East Coast guy in me, but it, like, you have to have family who treats each other like shit. <laughs> To watch Carmen Cousin go back and forth and think it's hilarious. And it, it is. I think they're both anxiety. Which, they're not even <laughs> yeah, really cousins. That's how the East Coast do. <laughs> Caitlin Cousin. That's Cousin. We're going to get to another show like that. Mike, is it true as the East Coast guy that Carm yes. is short for Carmen? Carmen Heats, Parmesan. <laughs> I wish I had a third run. So that is a vote. I'm trying to, to parse that, Mike, but it's definitely Look, a vote I for the bear, right? I love Hacks. It should have kept going. Uh, it just it came up against the bear. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's tough to do. Uh, and then Caitlin, what do you think? Just for just for the official uh, record. Um. So these are the two shows that I watched the quickest because they both. I feel like we're they're obviously the top two shows here. Um, the Bear, like, it was great, and it got me all sad, but also really happy. Hacks. I did not like the first season of Hacks actually. What? So the second. Yeah, the second season I feel like was completely different. You can come in watch like without any knowledge of the first season, I feel like. I mean, I had knowledge, but I don't feel like you needed it. And it was a great show. I cried. I laughed. Um, I'm going you to pass. Hoo-hoo and I, I didn't. <laughs> I did to boohoo and tee All right, so you're voting for hacks then. Yeah, even though it doesn't matter. Can uh, I just say real quick, Greg, that uh, the opposite of Bornheimer, that Kyle Bornheimer, the Bornheimer. actor that comes in and ruins your show, is Oliver Platt 
when his giant fucking Irish head walks into your show, you know it's going to be awesome. Now, Ryan, I I, th- I think I may have been mistaken, but I have two votes, right? So it's three to two for the bear, but if I wanna, have... If you want hacks to beat the bear, you can do that right now. I feel like whoever comes out of this is going to win everything. I am going to state my case here, which is that I really liked the bear, but I just felt like it was only <gasps> occasionally a, a, a comedy. Uh, oh! And I really feel oh! like it's not... He's gonna it could have beaten some lesser comedies, but Hacks is one of the top three funniest shows that yes. we have. Uh, and I was always more excited to watch Hacks. The Bear is an experience. Hacks is a great comedy. Yes. And it is moving on. When we <gasps> come back, our next Greg, Greg. matchup. I'm going to put the paperwork in right now to get the bear on the drama. Hey, bracket. guys. Thank you so much for listening so far. And let me just tell you that everything ahead of this commercial is much better than what came before it. That's my guarantee. While I have you here, let me tell you about a website. It's called yourpopfilter.com. And it's everything you need that's related to pop filter. Everything Mike, everything Ryan, everything Greg, everything Cassie, everything is there at yourpopfilter.com. While you're there, go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Make that your new Amazon bookmark and do your shopping from there. That way we get a little piece of the action and Amazon doesn't. Make sure you're also listening to everything that Pop Filter has to offer, which includes the Superhero Show Show, a podcast that covers every single TV show that's based on a comic book or comic book property, and Movie of the Year, where we sit down and try and figure out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. That's Superhero Show Show, that's Movie of the Year, and that's yourpopfilter.com. Rate, subscribe, review, bye! Our next matchup will change your freaking life. Number four, <laughs> The Rehearsal, season one of question mark, question mark, question mark, versus number five seed, Barry, season three. Long in the tooth? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Layering reality and phony baloneyness until the audience is forced to submit, Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal has one thing that is unquestionably real. A whole lot of heart. <laughs> what does it take to be ourselves? And how can we know we'll always represent ourselves well while doing so? Barry Season 3 says, what if the person you are is a huge, big piece of dangerous shit? Should we still be, like, true to that? What if who we are is a cold-blooded killer? This season of Barry saw a dark comedy reach for the title of Darkest Ever Comedy. Mike, what show made you laugh with how uncomfortable it was? And what show made you uncomfortable with how funny it was? Oh, damn. Only uh, work within those confines, Mike. Uh, staying just in that guardrails, uh, the <laughs> hardest I laughed of any of our shows and in any piece of pop culture that came out in 2022 is, it's days like these that I curse the yeah. Chinese for venting gunpowder. I will mutter that around the house at grocery stores to myself from the first episode of the rehearsal. I remember... I was uh, a little tipsy after a long night of recording, and I watched that. It blew my fucking mind. Uh, I love Barry. Bill Hader should win so many awards and is going on to do so many things. Uh, This show is nearly flawless, but the rehearsal uh, fucking game changer mind shift of what you can do with TV. And I like that Nathan Fielder is just contractually is like, as long as we've done best of the years, he's like, I'll be on a show or produce a show that fucking pop filter podcast incorporated has to talk about (laughs) i do want to point out that the reason that mike was tipsy that night is because we had spent three hours 
uh, in a uh, like sort of mock-up of his apart- apartment, rehearsing <laughs> what it would be like to watch that first episode, <laughs> and we practiced the shit out of it. I would probably laugh here. Let me try that out. Caitlin, I feel like we are simpatico in that we sometimes get like too uncomfortable when we're watching stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Did you ultimately, having seen multiple episodes, were you uncomfortable watching the rehearsal? The rehearsal got me in this weird space of every time I watched it, I was like, how did they get this set from one place to another? How did they do this? Like, it just had me question everything where I just was like, I want to watch more because I don't understand how this is happening. But it is like, I don't know, Ryan. I don't know. But I think about it all the time. Like that big set from like the bar. Like, how did they move that to another soundstage? Like also, we have to talk about the fact that HBO Max has been hemorrhaging money since yes. that show. Yes, came out. <laughs> yes. yes, and that's another thing. I was like, the money they put into the show, it is getting me like so excited. So, <laughs> Greg, the oddness of it, it was, it did like kind of turn me up, but then also it got me questioning things like of like how how much did it cost to make that set? <laughs> like how many people were involved? Like, yeah. Cassie, I, did I, you find yourself ultimately not really knowing where? the phoniness the artifice of the show ended and where reality began and ultimately did you feel like it mattered if you couldn't tell no like it, i struggled with it a bit at the beginning yeah but then i just was like open yourself up to this whatever <laughs> this weirdo has planned for you just go along with it and like that is a delightful way to watch this like as soon as he was passing a baby through yes. a window yeah. it's like why not fucking let's do it <laughs> And I want to say, like, as a new parent, fucking straight up congratulations to all of those parents. <laughs> Who signed on. Like, hell yeah, I'll pass my baby through a window. Why not? <laughs> to be on HBO Max, of course I will. Because ultimately it doesn't matter whether or not, like, what is happening at that very moment is, quote, real or not. You're yeah. still, like, that baby's still acting. You're still passing it through a window. <laughs> You're still having these people go into, like, the house late at night and take one kid out and replace them with another kid. It'll be a hilarious story to tell later on. <laughs> but it was especially as it, the story grew with him and his kid like it did become hard to know like where his struggle was real and where it was act like it, yeah. it all got blurred so much but i was like i'm with you dude this is all fucked up so yeah. <laughs> as soon as it was over i had this feeling that i wanted to really look up <laughs> like i wanted to see what? like a behind the scenes or or figure out what was and what was not real mm-hmm. and then the longer i sat with it the more i was like you know what it you're, you're it supposed to not know <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's that's yeah. supposed to contribute to it, and it's supposed to make you question the value of those things. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I, I do think there's a part of him that is a little Michael Moorish in that I want to get the results on camera, regardless of how I did that. Yeah, but by uh, not ever claiming that like this is a legit yeah. documentary, like Nathan Michael Fielder Moore. is interrogating that aspect of uh, I think all documentarians and right. oh, reality yeah, TV sure. producers, where Michael Moore's just like, oh hey, my dad, this is how we do it. <laughs> and I, I mean he says like going through it it seems like the man himself actually gets lost in the project mm-hmm. and that's where i wonder like you know w- did that really happen or did it not or you know mm-hmm. w- did it really happen but when we see it on the screen it's him reenacting it. that yeah <laughs> yeah and also it's a dark hole <laughs> Stay tuned because all of the uh, quote unquote actors on the show I bought cameos for promoting <laughs> this episode. So, books. They're- Barry, is it too dark in season three? This is a show that started off like with darkness on the horizon, and now it feels like we are under the toxic cloud. I 
I think Bill Hader's brilliant. I think this season ventured too much into darkness to last on the comedy bracket. Darkness. Like, I just don't think it held it. Th- there were entire episodes where I didn't, like, giggle. I didn't. And that I will never forget when What's-His-Name is tied to the radiator. Like, in, in the, the, the... Fuchs? Oh, my God. Like, the... Nope. I, this show felt more um, violent than it ever has in this season. And dark and i just uh, yeah but the rehearsal also gave me anxiety and i had to like kind of <laughs> wish i could play it in like a faster speed because everything just moved a little too slowly for my comfortability oh, the, i'll tell you a time he really sits on a long reaction is episode one where the guy who the whole thing is centered around is like going to reveal his big secret that's eating him up and he can't get himself to do it, and they stay on him for like two minutes. <laughs> you know what? He just like rubs his face and stares off into the middle just distance. Takes so you know long. That taught me? When next time you're in public and you see somebody acting a little bit weird, not like crazy, but like a little bit weird, a little bit quiet, they're doing that. They yeah. have a thing to say, and like that's what the rehearsal taught me. It's so interesting the way he he interrogates the idea that like we can't be honest Mm. and that we like when the thing would be so easy ultimately when he tells her yeah it's like i lied about having a degree his friend is like that's weird but okay (laughs) this had been like (laughs) 10 years of his life it's like when you have a chore that you don't do for a year and then it takes 15 minutes yeah I don't do any chore until it's been a year. Yeah, dude. Well, you got to get the uh, panic, right? The, the, the panic one year is anniversary, bad. yeah. <laughs> it helps uh, us also get things done. As as new and as fresh as the rehearsal was, and I know that the bear, that Barry's in its third season, but this still, to me, is the show that constantly reinvents TV. Like, what we saw in this season, uh, I, I, like, I don't want to say that, like, you know, movies are better and TV's, like, lame movies, but... It constantly, but we're all thinking like, it, so it's okay. Right, yeah. We, uh, reinvented what TV can do. Um, the whole sort of, I'm going to do the um, the anti-hero while making fun of you loving the anti-hero in its third yeah. season, I think is like such an important thing it's doing. You think um, it's good when the monster loves you? You really think that it's like right. Twilight? Because it's not. <laughs> here's Sorry, Caitlin, actually... not to catch a stray there. No, Twilight is much different. You're right. Better. It's better, in fact. <laughs> And more hee-hees and ha-has. <laughs> um, but uh, we have to talk about a couple of episodes. I like Barry, I think, suffers uh, from uh, COVID or like pandemic gap of like right. when that first season or that first yeah. episode of the third season came on. I was like, what the fuck? Is Who are these people? Right yeah. Is that uh, the Barry? Is that guy Barry? <laughs> oh, that guy must be Barry because he's taking a grave. He's being buried. He's, yeah. so he's, he's burying someone. Um but the uh, chase through L.A., the motorcycle uh-huh. episode, and the finale with Noho Hank sitting in a chair, and we don't see that there's a tiger running around <laughs> eating people. Yeah. We just watch Noho Hank hearing it. There's some RRR <laughs> shit going on off I, I think just the way they've evolved Noho Hank from, like, just a joke character, just Poochie of season one, to, like, a pretty in-depth character. Yeah. He's the one telling the main character, like, the truth to power in this season is crazy. Is this the smoothest Urkel? Yes. Urkeling totally. in TV history? Uh, I Like, yeah, Barry blew me. Like, the rehearsal, I think, once I got past the premise, once I got past that incredible first episode that Mike again had that one line. It's days like these that I curse the fact that the Chinese invented gunpowder. 
<laughs> and the backstory behind that is this guy is like a trivia champ, and they're trying to feed him <laughs> trivia answers. Yeah, and so yeah. there's all these awkward lines like that all through the Just episode. Just casually strolling but by a hostage situation. Yeah. <laughs> As as the rehearsal went on, I got a little more bored, and as Barry went on, I got way less oh, bored. Oh. I'd, I'd say say what you will. Out of as many bad people there are in Barry, the worst villain we've seen on TV this year is Angela, and I think that's a mark for the rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is time to vote, Mike. Let's go with you first. What's it going to be? Number four seed, the rehearsal, or number five seed, Barry? I I love Barry so much. One of my favorite shows. Uh, but it's the rehearsal for me. One vote for the rehearsal. Books. Uh, it's going to be the rehearsal. I think Barry's great. I just think it's on the wrong bracket. All right. Two votes for the rehearsal. Caitlin? Uh, I agree with books that it's a little dark. It did have me teeing though, <laughs> uh, but I am going to give uh, it to the rehearsal. Three votes for the rehearsal. Cassie, what do you think? Uh, for me, it's the rehearsal, too. Is it going to be nearly a clean sweep, Ryan? No, I, I know you guys are into your childish, childish reality shows, like so you think you can rehearse. But uh, <laughs> this third season of Barry is an absolute masterpiece, and there's no way that the rehearsal was like strong enough throughout the whole season to hold a candle to it. But you know, have your little vote. That's fine. <laughs> now, normally the rehearsal is the kind of show that would scare me so much that I would have to read the Wikipedia <laughs> because I could not deal with the social awkwardness of it. But I was a brave little boy for this podcast, just like I always will be. And I watched all of the rehearsal, and I was so glad that I did because it was one of the most genuine, heartfelt experiences I had. And it is moving on with a near clean sweep. Ryan had to be senior poopy pants there, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back... More battles. We are back with our next matchup. It's number two, Reservation Dogs versus number seven seed, Atlanta. And this is Reservation Dogs season two and Atlanta season three and four. Hmm. Hmm. Reservation Dogs returns in its sophomore year, and it's like we never left our good friends. Road tripping, doing some roofing, and going to conferences. <laughs> Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi help showing us... Keep showing us the beauty, humor, and desolation of res life in a way that neither overly glorifies or denigrates that life. What we're left with is folks, and folks are rad. Atlanta reminds us that folks are also scary. Yes, funny and quirky, but when you get right down to it, uncanny and rather terrifying. Each episode more like a mini-movie with distinct tones, perspectives, and moods, but more often than not, pretty very scary, actually. Caitlin, which one of these Hulu heavyweights hits is heading on? Oh, geez. Okay. So Reservation Dogs is always fun. It definitely hits the the heart. And it. I feel like I always come out learning something about either reservation life or dog um, life. Dog life, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or um, hot chip life. Hot chip life. <laughs> Catfish. Flamer, <laughs> Honestly, this season, I learned a fair bit about roofing. And I, I don't know yeah. if I'll ever use it. But. <laughs> I learned how to kick someone from a passenger seat really well. And I <laughs> and I like having that knowledge. Uh, on the other hand, the other show is Atlanta. 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 And it's uh, Atlanta seasons three and four. Is that an yes. advantage, do you think, Caitlin? I do not think so, Greg. Because <laughs> that's, let me tell you, Greg, that's a lot of show. And that's a I, lot of show, Caitlin. And Atlanta is very heavy, but also it's like, uh, it feels like it's art that I don't understand. 
And it's hard to watch sometimes because I'm like, I don't understand what you're trying to do here. And I feel dumb for that. But also, like, does anyone? Hey, uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike, hey, do, Cassie, you guys... do we sort of want to bail on the show to <laughs> continue the Greg and Caitlin AM like morning show banter? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm loving yeah. it. I like this. I like what's going on right now. Ryan, uh, you uh, are a fan of scary things. Am I just being Greg calling this show scary? It is the scariest thing I watch. Do you agree? Atlanta is what you're talking about. Yes. Um, this, there was this, a tornado in Reservation Dog season one that scared the pants off me. But. <laughs> um, season three is a lot, and a lot of the critics or podcasts that I listen to um, have started turning towards stock up on season three. Um, I think that they don't often come with like what it takes to argue that like season three is different, therefore better. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot of actually, Greg, your Kendrick, um, from the music show of like, you guys are, you're doing something different, but is it good? That's what yeah. I keep thinking when I listen to the season three talk. Season four is an absolute re- return to form. Like I think season four is borderline pitch perfect the entire time. Some of the best episodes in the history of the show, right? Like they, like it, it goes out very strong. Right. And like the finale is, um, the finale, like, I can't believe how great the finale was. We could do a two hour show just on the finale and its treatment of finales. Uh-huh. You know, like how, uh, how the pressure of a finale, the finale is pulled... called. It was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, where, this is where we're introduced to thick judge Judy, the idea of thick judge Judy, which will stick with me forever. Um, Atlanta is like, I don't It's an all timer. It's one TV comedy of the year before. Um, and I, I don't want to say that, like, that it's season three's awkwardness and scariness, to put it in Greg terms, um, sort of deflates season four's back to formness. But Reservation Dogs is spending a second season doing a lot of the same things, but so many different things, uh, creating this like Springfield, like this live action Springfield. This is a an, total world, a total world, like a total environment of all these characters that, um, you know, I've never seen on TV before. I think is kind of undeniable. Like I want to, I want to lean towards Atlanta because there is, there will be a season three of reservation dogs. That's typically like in award season, how people vote yes. is like, I will get to vote for reservation dogs next year, but I can't vote for Atlanta next year. Um, but man, I just finished this season of reservation dogs finally. And I, I could not believe the emotions shooting out of my body. Every, every, Part of my body was just a Care Bear mm-hmm. stare of tears and laughter. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Tears and hee hee ha ha. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Mike, this is maybe a, a little bit of an unusual question, but Reservation Dogs does a really good job of telling one sort of like continuous story. Is there any way in which Atlanta's like hyper episodic nature is a drawback for the show? I guess only if uh, we're all Ryans of the world who think TV is inherently less than. We all strive uh, to be Ryan's, but movies. Not a lot of us can't do it. <laughs> and uh, I, and I also, guess, uh, real quick, strive harder. <laughs> what, what I like about Atlanta's zigging, well, uh, every other show zags, because the more and more we get into peak TV, and that does not mean quality, that just means amount, it is everybody wants to tell <laughs> long, long, very in-depth, serialized stories. And Atlanta being like, nah, we're going to do what we want when we want. And sometimes, you know, characters, sometimes you don't, sometimes it's a pretty grounded episode. Sometimes you are traveling through a parking lot trapped with all of your exes. Uh, are we in like a French play? What is going on? <laughs> and, uh, talk that about parking the- lot episode is like, 
that's a that's a basic Atlanta episode compared to some of the shit that happened in episode or season three. Yes. Oh well, let's talk about scariest. If if we had done this before we did our horror movie bracket, I would have fought for the season premiere yes. of season three of Atlanta Holy to win crap. horror of twenty. 22 it was such a terrifying edge of your seat Uh, god save us from well-intentioned white people Uh, (laughs) that is that whole fucking episode uh no i i like the you never know what you're gonna get from atlanta and i i think that is its strength but that does mean if something doesn't jive with you it's not gonna jive with you but then thankfully you wait a week and then the next episode will be completely different I feel like we have shows that take pains to make sure nothing ever happens. Like, if something is about to happen, uh-huh. we find some way to keep our characters from crossing the room by introducing a thing that falls in front of them. And they just constantly try to expand time. Atlanta, between every episode, there is a time jump, and it's not always clear mm-hmm. exactly how long it is. And like you said, Mike, they make reference to characters that were like, are we supposed to know some of these people? Right. They've never been on the show before. And in that way, it's very realistic, but sometimes... I guess I just felt I feel like you could be disconnected from what's going on. I, I think Book. disconnection is one of the ongoing themes of that show. Whereas yeah, right, is, disconnection from reality, yeah. disconnection from people. We're, like yeah, I love this matchup because uh, no show is more connecting than Reservation Dogs. Right, find no your br- community, make your family. No show brings you into its warm, warm hug than the opposite of Atlanta, <laughs> Reservation Dogs. Books, I meant to ask us at the top of the show, but one of the things we have been charting over the past few years is how diversity um, coming to the comedy space has actually made it a lot better. Do you think that that is something that is true for this year? I think so. I think we do see a lot of strength because there's more representation and it's doing two things. One, it's making people who feel like their stories are not told on the screen feel like they're finally seeing those but it's also inviting those of us who have just seen so much of the same reflected into new characters and new stories like i think caitlin mentioned it like reservation dogs is teaching us so much newness about a world that none of us belong to um and and i think um, I'm one sixteenth Cherokee, so I think <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how you could tell somebody is one hundred percent white. white. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I think it's, it's it's a strength in so many different ways because it's it's revamping and reigniting kind of newness to comedy to TV overall, um, and it, it never it prevents anything from feeling like it's been done before. Right. Yes. Everybody's like how I met your mother is a formula of friends is a formula of Seinfeld. It's a, but it, there's a common thread between most of the shows. There's no diversity whatsoever. Well, New uh, York, come on. New York's a pretty white town. So oh, that's true. White. You know what? That's You're true. Right. Not really an international city. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like what, based on what Mac is saying, like a lot of these two shows, but a lot of these shows in the bracket, like take me back to when I was 11 watching the living color being like i don't get it but i love it <laughs> oh like, man i don't understand the reference but i fucking i love it i can still sing like a lot of the living single uh, <laughs> theme song in and a I 90s just, like, kind of world greg i'm, I'm glad, glad i, I got my, my girls. girls you have the, to have your girls and how I'm, important was that i'm so glad about that over anything else yeah dude man that really really changed my life um Reservation Dogs, we said this about the show last year, but it's just interesting how um, you could completely cast a show, essentially, with um, indigenous actors, with Native American actors, and, like, have, instead of having a dip in quality, you get some of the newest, like, freshest faces in Mm -hmm. comedy out of it. And I think that it's just, uh, 
you know, this whole year, it shows that what a strength diversity is. It's not the same 13 people that you've seen in a million other comedies. Kyle Bornheimer isn't coming into this show. (laughs) (laughs) Based on how this show has been going, I have to talk about Reservation Dogs a lot right now. Um, And I do want to give a shout out. I'll look up the actress's name, but uh, to the character or the actress who plays Bully Jack, who I have... I have uh, watched a lot of TV movies, guys, and I know so many of these actors in the show were like, you know, auditionless, found off the streets, like weren't trying to be actors. They just got them. And this actress, I cannot believe what she can do with silence and her eyes. Like Helena Alexis. Yeah, it is a clinic for all actors to watch this person cook. Yeah, because, I, I, again, this show is so funny, but um, there's, like, an emotional devastation at the core of all of it. And I think that yeah, that's kind of true of Atlanta as well, right? Like, how do you tell a modern story that doesn't acknowledge how destructive the past has really been? And how do you, like, this is a haunted country, and so, like, we have... You know... The way you tell it, Greg, is to cast more white people, and then you don't have to <laughs> tell that story at all. <laughs> I really identify with the white guy that works at the junkyard who said the same thing Mike said, which is like, hey, I'm... Um, one sixteenth. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, that guy has a lot of Mike going through. Kurt. His vibe oh the fuck, what's his name? I still have Kurt. Uh, I love that actor. Yeah, he he's real deadbeat dad vibes, which I I know I give off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he uh, he was like the garbage guy in Pawnee, yes. right? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was a sewage. Always, he's had a sewage <laughs> mustache for the last thirty years. <laughs> but uh, the actor Dallas Goldtooth, who plays the spirit, oh, all day, he's dude. so I mean, funny. He is the MVP of comedy <laughs> for me over the last two years. Like, I love this guy. I can't believe how much energy he brings to the show. I can't believe like how true he. The, his character's name is just Spirit. Mm-hmm. He goes like a couple different times. He like pontificates about who he might have been, but he truly is the spirit of the show. And it's just, like, so beautiful. Every time you're watching, he's only on seven episodes. Whoa. Which I was surprised to see. But every time you're watching, you're just like, is a spirit guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, can we maybe get this guy? Well, that's, I think the strength of both of these shows is, like, fuck reality. Like, yeah, reality is inherently... Reality's failing us right now. It's failing us, but also how people deal with reality is by breaking it. So why can't these shows do that whenever they feel like it? And I feel like that makes and it also, stronger. Also to, like... Um, Take for granted the faith aspect, the, like the the spirits, mm-hmm. the and then go past. We're not gonna like try to prove that they're real. We're gonna say no, they're automatically real. They're fucking annoying yes. sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, just... and they like they want to eat pizza and they want to like shit around and they like they got some other visions to be in. That's my favorite thing. He's always like, I got to be in a vision somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll be like, Could you leave? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> You're the spirit. <laughs> All right. I honestly don't want to say goodbye to either one of these shows, but I know that you all do, so we will vote. Um, Ryan, let's start with you. What's it going to be, Reservation Dogs or Atlanta? Um, There's so much that we didn't get to with both of these shows. Um, And I know Atlanta's going away. Atlanta is like, I I think like a pop filter Hall of Famer, right? Like I know that Donald Glover is, but I think like the concept of the show Atlanta could be in the pop filter hall of fame. Now that it's wrapped, uh, if we ever go back to doing normal episodes, could happen. And no, Greg, we have to start best of 2023. Best of 2023. Post <laughs> Get your viewing in, everybody. Um, but like, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to go through what I went through watching the <laughs> Reservation Dogs finale. Um, and like, I don't. I don't get emotional at TV and movies. Like I, I do. You're feel not like Mike it, over here. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little pissed, baby. Yeah. 
who sees sad scenes and has to chew on his own toenails, which is so fucking weird. That's the only uh, way I don't but I, drown you all with my tears, Ryan. I can't believe how earned everything this show and like I don't mean to say earned like Donald like Glover's Atlanta, character right? Yeah, 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 right. right, right. Uh but no, how earned everything in Red Dogs is. Um and also the if there if it this is a tie, um in the last scene of the last episode, uh there's a greased up buff saxophone player that comes out. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's the guy from The Lost Boys. And it turns out it was literally the, lo- the, the guy. guy from The Lost Boys. <laughs> um, Mabel, where um, Alora learns that she might be the matriarch at this funeral of her grandmother. Um, Stay Gold Cheesy Boy, where we finally get an episode with Cheese and he's in a like boys' home jail the entire time. Like, these are all, like, it's Reservation Dog. All right, one. Vote for Reservation Dogs. Cassie, number two, Reservation Dogs, or number seven, Atlanta? For me, like, you know, I'm a dummy. I need somebody to walk through me with Atlanta, and I know I know Atlanta is a great show, but also everyone knows Atlanta is a great show. And like, if they made a pop-up video for Atlanta episodes, that would be awesome. This is what this the, is referencing. I need it so bad. And it would I just pop so up bad. and be like, this is a great show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, it is good. You're um, enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but like again like everybody knows like you see atlanta everybody's like oh yeah that's a good show everyone yeah. like knows it i don't know if people know about reservation dogs and how fucking amazing it is like there's so many i can't pick a favorite character every time one's on the screen i'm like that's my favorite character yes. and no one comes on and i'm like that's my favorite character the answer's cheese but i, I nah. <laughs> we have I several love- shows where there the whole conversation could just be no wait actually this person's my favorite character oh no yeah. wait this person's my favorite character it- uh Sorry, it's, no, it's your turn. No, Ryan, <laughs> I don't know if you talked enough for your Anytime. <laughs> oh! <laughs> for me, it's Reservation Dogs. Ryan, did you have something you wanted to say? You're allowed to talk. Well, I forgot it because of Mike's stupid insult. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> fucking on-point <That> insult. Is, <laughs> that is two votes for Reservation Dogs. Caitlin, what's it going to be? Um, I am in line with both Ryan and Cassie because Atlanta it, it was too heavy for me and we're talking about TV comedy right here and Atlanta yeah. it was heavy you had to read into the context and I'm like I'm not here for that I'm here for laughs and I love Reservation Dog so boom I think this booty like this episode is going to change brackets in the future like the winners are because of the hee hee ha and because it's a comedy some of I, I know I just <laughs> I didn't consider that in the past <laughs> And I think some some of these might be moving to the drama bracket. I think that's Mike. where they belong. Reservation Dogs on a bit of a run here. Will it, it continue with your? It's on a run, and I love it, and I love this cast, and I love the show. It's very funny and heartfelt, and all the things. But Atlanta, I think, is some of the best television we've got in the last twenty years. It is, I, I think, continually breaking what TV can be to to make this cool black comedic Twin Peaks is so bold <laughs> and that's what this fucking is and to say it's not funny a woman in a scooter is chasing darius around with a pocket knife for an entire episode that is hilarious that's so fucking scary <laughs> dude i, I admit that it's funny as well but she won't stop and it's not even clear and, like how she's getting and, like, why? She's not, yeah she's <laughs> yeah. a demon and how's the battery still and alive safe. that's all i was thinking is like it's gonna die at and some they, point never they do did. a fugitive reference sort of where he's like but this is like this was my air fryer and she says i don't care it's still i don't care <laughs> It's I, I think it's so funny and just the fact that it also has darker themes I, I don't think detracts from it. My it has I, Reservation Dogs is great. I have to go with Atlanta. 
All right, books. It is three to one reservation dogs. What do you think? I technically don't get a vote this round because I was a big baby and I didn't. And you were too scared to watch. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, I would have two votes and I strongly, strongly, strongly don't want to be the one that has to decide this. But I think I'm going to buy just a hair, just an absolute hair. I'm going to give it to Atlanta, which is going to mean that it's actually three to three. What? Wait, you can't tie what does it. What does that then? do? That that means that we have to vote off. Everybody votes <laughs> again. Oh, we're tied three <laughs> to three again. Uh, I am because everybody else's votes went for it. I'm going to give it to Reservation Dogs because I would have been the only other person to vote for Atlanta. So Reservation Dogs is going to move on. It was so close for me. It doesn't necessarily break my heart. But Atlanta, you're an amazing show. I think Atlanta actually might have won Pop Culture of the Year mm-hmm. at one point on this show. Um, and it still feels like that. I know it lost in this round, but I still feel like it kind of had that punching power. You just go up against something like Reservation Dogs, and you get sent home. All right, when we come back, our last matchup of this round. Hola, Felterinos. I just wanted to interrupt real briefly and say thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you want to support us a little more directly, you can go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. There, depending on what tier you pick, $1 a month, $5 a month. If you're crazy, anything more than $5 a month, don't do that. You can get extra content. There's extra shows, extra series, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, you could pay for ryan to draw you a picture Uh, i can write you a poem you can get the shirts off our very own backs all of that and so much more over at patreon.com slash your pop filter while you're on the internet you should check out shady monk he does all the tunes you've been listening to he's on bandcamp he's on spotify uh soundcloud wherever kids get their music these days that i'm too old to know shady monk lives there uh you can probably follow him on twitter and instagram as well that's shady monk wherever you get music check them out we are back with our next matchup rather our last matchup it is number six seed bad sisters on the apple tv versus number 14 Southside, now in hbo max original in its third season as someone who has only ever had the best sister of all time i can't really identify with our six seed bad sisters Except I identified with the part where I wanted to watch series victim slash villain JP die. I wanted him to die so bad. And even though I knew it was going to happen, (laughs) it didn't happen soon or often enough for me. (laughs) This Sharon Horgan joint isn't always ha-ha, or should I say hee-hee funny, but it is twisty and builds to a climax that somewhat manages to be surprising. I assume I didn't actually finish this one in time. Going up against Bad Sisters is Ryan's pick and friend of the show Southside. Well, I I don't know them, you know, but watching the show is like hanging out with some of the funniest people we'll never know. How can one show be so hilarious, so laid back, and so real at the same time, Ryan? Oh, boy. Oh, boysy. Uh, this is the... I think this is the weirdest matchup because we have a comedy... In that British people aren't funny. <laughs> well, they're from Ireland, and so the it, it definitely divides the uh, the UK. Then are they, they part are. of the UK? Yes. Uh, it, it it sort of divides the definitions of comedy in that this is far more farcical mm-hmm. than yes, co- like haha comedy uh, with the most haha comedy that does not involve Tim Robinson that we have ever reviewed <laughs> on this show. 
The the JPM is off the scale with this one, isn't it, Caitlin? With Southside, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. I went into Southside knowing I was going to get some hee-hees, and I got more ha-has than I was expecting. <laughs> I like, and hee-hees is enough for me sometimes. Yeah, but to have ha-has, <laughs> for me, Southside is one of these shows that we were that we were talking about in the last matchup. Where like, if you if you want the conversation to be no wait, this is the funniest character. Then mm-hmm. you can just talk about yeah. that until you oh, have listed I, basically every character. I got into a screaming argument with my wife <laughs> and then the neighbors because we were too loud. <laughs> uh, you about, shut up over there about who was the funniest of the regular characters because like, and it's it's not because we were arguing in that we kept switching who our pick was, you know, and like this show is the only show that I think that we've ever re- reviewed that harkens back to like the uh, when I was a kid and like being a big fan of like the Naked Gun and Hot yes. Shots of like. There's as many misses as hits. Oh, yeah. But it's nonstop fucking going for it that I can't help but be, like, admiring of it. I have a wild theory, and it is that the misses are part of what make this show actually work. Because it this feels... This is a think piece, dude. <laughs> it feels like you are friends got together and made a show that is so much better than you would ever imagine yeah. they could make. <laughs> but still, like... They intentionally went out and cast this show with people that either had the same last name as them or were just like people <laughs> that were like kind of small time actors and comedians in the Chicago area. And it shows in a way that it kind of reminds me of Detroiters. Uh-huh. Detroiters uh-huh. had this same thing. But like, Mike, isn't that the kind of stuff that actually makes you, I don't know, feel bonded to the show as if you were a friend of these Yeah, because sometimes your friends are very funny and sometimes they lay fucking stinkers. And it, it how talk about the show a lot. It's the the perfect blend of sitcom and sketch show all at once. And I cannot think of another show. Detroiters might be the only other. Man, imagine yeah. the creators of this and Tim Robinson I mean, putting the, a show together. The, the two the two things the two things are Detroiters and like what we made yes. as kids. And I think that so many people are watching, saying like this reminds me of some show and what we made as kids like this has that sort of like raw throw it at the wall and, yeah. see what's in and another we, we were talking about with atlanta and reservation dogs and then Southside's definitely part of the diversity conversation but not just it's not just who's on screen it's this is not new york this is not la fuck those two bi-coastal elite cities i feel like i now know chicago lore and history there, and traditions should like, there have been a, a a moment where Goodnight and Carm like, did the yes. real high five. Uh, and that would episode. have been an amazing <laughs> matchup of those two together. Just talking about frosting. Can I? S- I think if you look over the course of the whole season, you could definitely have the like the who is the best, and it's probably gonna be one of the two cops, right? It's Officer Goodnight. <laughs> but I thought this season was Kitty Goodnight's yeah. season. Yeah. The actress Rashawn Aiden Scott. Like, they had her obviously doing a lot of improv, and she was just absolutely killing it. And I thought that she kind of emerged from the background as one of the stronger players in the... In the is this going to be the final season? It had strong final season energy to it. I mean, David Zaslav, HBO Max, nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, I, right? I, I think, I think they, can, they just canceled it, Avenue 5, Ryan. They're not messing whoa, around over there. I watched that. <laughs> They're going to... They're going to film it, edit it, and flush it down the toilet. Tax right off, baby. <laughs> and be like, oh, we lost. we lost so much money on that. 
Um, it really is a family affair. Have you? Has anybody looked at the IMDb page and just scoped the last names? I just yeah, did. Yeah. I had to to keep. I couldn't. I didn't. Genuinely didn't know if one character was playing two. And I, they're the brothers, yes. but I was like, legitimately, I was like, is it two of them or well, are they related? I think that <laughs> my wife, when she was watching, she thought that one larger bald gentleman, Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> around two different and would like run around change and change his polo. Clothes. Yeah, because Q and K. But no, those and are then twins. Simon, Goodnight. Their actual names and are Stacey like Q and K, are all... too. Well, uh, Goodnight is married to his partner. Yeah. And Sally Hudden. Yeah. Yeah. It, like uh so Goodnight is brothers Simon. with And Stacy. Simon. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, and really? Stacy, yeah, okay, Stacy is the part. third one. And I also Stacy has always yeah. been good, but Stacy popped off in season three. This is, is Stacey she, the like, one that she destroyed the robot? Is that <laughs> she's always bored at RTO in the background. Really done up. Like she's she like always, Q's like, number two. Has her ha- Okay. She's she is amazing. Uh, this would be 14th seed. This would be like an extremely low seed to make it. Ryan, this was your pick, right? You swapped this one in there. Yeah, uh, Greg, you had put um, uh, Nirvana's Nevermind in yes. the bracket for TV comedy, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? Should go instead Southside. Yeah, because so I got I a little like confused, I- and I you were like, what do you want to do? And I just said, never mind. And yeah, you looked at me with that look of like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And clearly, yeah, if. Well. And then you came in and we're you talking about me. Nirvana Best TV Comedy in Utero, I think, is funnier. <laughs> Dude, Utero. that shit's hilarious. Great All right. Thing. It is time to vote, McKenna. What is it going to be? The twisty drama slash comedy Bad Sisters or Southside? I, so I enjoyed Bad Sisters. I think I would love it more if uh, John Paul did not keep realiving, like not being dead. <laughs> that was dead the funniest the part. Yeah. It's a farce. Oh my god, he pissed me off every single time he was on the screen. Uh, and you know I, but then you always though? got it, to know that he was still going to die. The fact that, that they show you that he's dead right away. <laughs> he just he didn't get punished enough each time he reappeared. Yes. Like I just I every time presumably a, he's uh, in hell. Yeah. There was a every time there was a murder attempt. If they went back and like, I think he's dead, right? And then he just slowly <laughs> floated down from the sky. <laughs> and he was like, God said, I'm not done back, yet, motherfuckers. Um, yeah. So, Bad Sisters was the first, I think, first full comedy I watched through from this bracket. And Southside was the last one that I checked oh, wow. out. Um, funny enough, and I wish I checked out Southside sooner. It is absolutely delightful. I was so confused. I thought I had missed so <laughs> much, and turning out that it's just constantly chaos is even yeah. more um, uh, lovely. I Southside gets my vote. I thought it was so fun. Um, great show. All right, I love it. One vote for Southside. Ryan, what do you think? Is it Bad Sisters or Southside? Uh, I'm going to flip the script here, Greg. Um, I think that the fact that the bear and Barry are kicked out, even though they are the clear, uh, like, cinematic revelations of the year, is insane to me. Uh, Bad Sisters is so well shot. It's so... It, it's done... Like, it's it's shot so well, and I think that its pacing is so great. Sure, there's a little bit of, like, oh, we're going to do this again with JP, but that, that continues to add to the comedy, you know, because it's not, like, the punchline comedy. It's the... As we talked about the farcical sense. Also, keep in but, mind, every time he lives through something, he also gets like his face yeah. bashed in. Yeah. He, like he falls into like a, a body of water with no pants on. He survives, but his dignity always gets chipped away at a little bit. 
And even though every time Mike watches an episode, he texts me, you're like JP. I like <laughs> That didn't turn me off to the show. But Southside is... Oh, I thought that was short for just perfect. <laughs> I thought I he know, was texting yeah. to let you know just, you're perfect, just perfect. Like my favorite character in anything ever, JP, the hero of Bad Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> but Southside to me is what comedy is, which is a um, bunch of friends, try everything. It will stare... Like, Stephanie... My uh, shit. Bleep. My wife. I'll call her S. Brady. Wait, <laughs> is that too many clues? Stephanie B. Um, she like she. We watched the first two episodes together, and she was like, "Why did you not tell me about this before?" Yeah, like this is. And now she's so excited to go back and get get to watch them all. Like this is as many dumb no no show this year had so many dumb <laughs> misfires, like bad jokes, mm-hmm. and I love it more because of it. And some of their bad outside. jokes like took the most runway. Like <laughs> that's probably yeah. a pretty good uh, math guys... equation. Actually, is it just your, how much runway does your joke require? It's probably not worth it. I'll tell you, uh-huh. in, Southside is definitely the champion of. Uh, I will say a fairly mundane line, but I'll just say it in such a funny way that it really works. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like I, I really feel like they got a lot of mileage out of some of their more banal lines. Ultimately, Ryan, what what did you vote for? <laughs> it is outside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, what are you thinking? Uh, I think it's an obvious with me. Uh, Southside is dumb and perfect and hilarious at Southside. Yeah. All right. Mike, what uh, do you I think? wish we had gotten to talk about Bad Sisters more, and by more I mean at all. Uh, so feel, f- share, feel free <laughs> to Horgan, say something right? about it. Could Sharon Horgan yes. be a future? Yes, Sharon Horgan is fucking great. She's, like, she's so amazing. good. And I did not know she had the, the drama in her. I know Catastrophe could lean sometimes, but she like acted her balls off on this show. She's so yes, good. Dude. The whole cast is great. I want to say, if this show came out 20, uh, like 10 years ago, I'd be like, you know, this show is dumb because JP is too evil. And now I'm like, every dude is this. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what we've oh, learned. Oh, that's in the so last true, man. Years. No, this guy is so real. I don't know if it stuck the landing, the, the, the finale. I was like... Uh, um, uh, some things were a little much, but the the farce of it all and the funniness and how goddamn are they siblings? The amount of spiteful yeah. mean yes. shit you can say to somebody who's your biggest ally in the world. That's why you love that your parents had somebody else, man. Uh, but that, I think that's it. Sorry, Mike, to interrupt, but like that picture of them uh-huh. all in a row on like a canoe or something. Yes. That's the show. Like all the drama, all of the murder, all the comedy. The show is the four of those sisters' heads, mm-hmm. like behind each other. Like that is the yeah, how, how tight they are and how they bounce off of each other, and they're just stuck in their roles. It, it's it's beautiful to watch, but nothing is funnier than Southside. Southside is my vote. Southside. <laughs> All right, another vote for Southside, and Caitlin, I believe you were the last one to vote. Indeed. Um. Yeah, I'm going with a TV comedy, and so I'm going with <laughs> Southside. Narrow definition. Uh. Oh, it has to make you Bad laugh. Sisters. Yes, <laughs> I, I, like didn't, I didn't want to say it again. Bad Sisters has the greatest moment of the of TV for 2022, which is the <laughs> death of JP. It is, if nothing else, it is a mystery, and so uh, we, there's not much we can say about that because it, the way it unfolds is is part of the joy of it. It might have deserved a little bit better, but honestly. It was the sixth seed, and Southside was the 14th seed, and it felt like that must have been right. flipped or something. Like I feel like it hardly had any chance against a titan of comedy in Southside. Southside, moving on. So after our first round, we have Hacks versus The Rehearsal. 
And then we will have Reservation Dogs versus Southside when we come back. (laughs) Well, that is very, very funny or very sad. And perhaps now you have something to think about or very problematic. And perhaps we have something to think about. But in any event, I'm sure you have some reaction to what you're listening to. So why not check us out on the social media? You can go to Instagram or Twitter and find us at Your Pop Filter. Email contacts at Your Pop Filter. Hey, everybody. Keep watching them movies. It's getting close. Here we are. Our next matchup is our number nine seed, Hacks, versus our number four seed, The Rehearsal. We're going straight to our votes here. Ryan, what do you think? Well, is man, it hacks I, or rehearsal? I, I thought they'd, uh, what you'd be asking me is some sort of bear versus bear related question. Right now, as much as I, like, you know, like Caitlin's constantly tried to prove that, like, tonight is all about the hee hees and ha ha's. Rehearsal has less of them, but, like, I love the season of hacks, but I got to go rehearsal. Greg, my vote is rehearsal. All right, that is one vote for the rehearsal, despite the ha-ha hee-hees. Books, what do you think? Is it hacks or the rehearsal? Yeah, I'm trying not to pull a riot and be upset about the bear being gone. Um, But I'm going to go with more hee-hees and less uncomfortability, and that's going to go with hacks. All right, one-to-one. And hacks is a very uncomfortable show, just so we're all Yeah, Yeah, but the rehearsal is somehow more. But you know that everybody in uh, Hacks is acting with their acting <laughs> rehearsal. You're like, I'm just going to act. I would honestly sometimes be like, I'm going to act like that person's an actor because <laughs> otherwise I'm not going to be able to concentrate on what's going on. Even though they're five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Cassie, Hacks or the rehearsal? Uh, it's it's so hard because there was like Hacks, you you know the purpose was to make you laugh and you're uncomfortable but you've laughed and then at the rehearsal you don't know how to feel as a person yeah um weirdly enough i am gonna go with the rehearsal though (laughs) the rehearsal is a show that dares to ask hey isn't it weird to have child actors especially (laughs) if they're so young that they literally don't know they're acting (laughs) it's so sad (laughs) yeah all right caitlin what do you think the um, or the uncomfortable, the rehearsal. I'm going to go with the one that made me want to keep going and keep pressing play for the next episode. Keep and living. Keep, keep on living. I think they're both great shows, but uh, I'm going to go with Hacks, actually. Honestly, I was not sure what you were going to say because there is a there is something about the rehearsal that it's just like you feel so compelled as you are moving mm-hmm. through it. You have to know what's going on. All right, Mike, because of my superior hosting, it is two to two. What would you nice. like to move on? That is superior hosting to make sure you're not the last person to make the decision there, Greg. It's uh, called superior it, it, hosting, Mike. I already named what it is. <laughs> I, there, I, I've i had a handful of people in my life who said the office is too cringy for them to watch, <laughs> and I so badly want to chain them to a chair and force them to watch the <laughs> rehearsal. Uh, you have to stop chaining people yeah, to chairs. Yeah, that's, 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 that's how you it's solve really every problem. problem. <laughs> Family meeting. You're all chained to chairs. I still can't get through Scott's Tots episode, so like... Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite episodes of The <laughs> oh, Office. God. It's beautiful. Uh, I thought you were going to say, I still can't get up from my chair. <laughs> yeah, my chain to a chair years ago. Uh, you're a disaster, my guy. It's got to go to the rehearsal. <laughs> the rehearsal does indeed move on uh the i may be breaking the rule i said earlier but even if hacks has more 
jokes. The rehearsal is like something that's never been done before. Something, quite frankly, you should not do. Yeah, should do it. Was a bad idea. <laughs> and also the step up from Nathan for you to the rehearsal. Like his next show is going to get him in jail. It will be Saw, <laughs> the reality show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last matchup of this round is number two seed Reservation Dogs versus number 14 seed Southside. Man, this should be no competition, right, for the number two seed Reservation Dogs? What do you think, Books? You said that, and immediately my head, like, I was shaking my head. No, this is a tough competition. I adored Southside. I regret not watching it sooner. Um, but there's something about Reservation Dogs that hits the – the funny, but also just just such a quality show. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Reservation Dogs. But Southside's still great. I'm glad it made it this far. Yeah, right. Deserved. All right, Mike, what do you think? Is it Reservation Dogs or Southside? Let it please the court that we precedent states jokes per minute is what we're going off of here because the fucking JPM. bear isn't here anymore. JPM. So stating that, it's Southside. All right. One to one. Caitlin. Where are you going? South side. <laughs> south side. I like that South side includes a conversation about what really is and is not South side. Like nah. technically what makes it up and what. Well, not really, actually. No, it's it's upper South side. <laughs> if, south side if South side wins the whole tournament, do I get some sort of trophy or prize? You should, dude. You should, because it's the number 14 seed. We've never had. I think already you are a success because I don't think anything that we've ever slotted in has done as well as it's done in, like, any of our brackets ever. It's just everybody's all about, like, the biggest trophy. I want five tiny trophies mailed. Dude, I want the smallest you. trophy. <laughs> yeah. Give me the smallest trophy you got. One that fits right in my butt, right? <laughs> okay, how about give me your cheapest trophy stuffed with your most expensive trophy? Ooh, trip Duckin. <laughs> trophy stuffed right. with lobster? Cassie. <laughs> Cassie, uh, what do you think? This is a fucked up bracket. <laughs> these are fucked up times it's fucked up um i'm gonna go reservation dogs though oh it's two to two ryan it could all come down to you unless you disagree with me in which case your vote doesn't matter yeah good good to be the host right uh 14th seed Southside. i am so proud of you uh yeah, the bracket so almost much. happened um if it wasn't for you being created and then me putting you in there which means that like i feel like that with the salahudans i have equal credit for the third season of Southside. Uh, but Reservation, both shows do do that uh, Springfield thing. You know, like we didn't talk enough about yeah. how Southside is just a constant mm -hmm. nonstop stream of new characters you've never seen on TV. But Reservation Dogs sort of sits with them a little bit longer, I would say. Um, I know that this is not about TV dramas, even though most of the, these shows are. But the fact that we got this super hilarious show while watching these episodes slowly understanding throughout the season that this is about generations and about how they repeat themselves and about how these four kids who dealt with this suicide are dealing with a group of elders right above them who also dealt with the death yeah. of cookie and how it's just repeating what I would say that borderline one of the worst shows I've watched all year episodes of TV was the one where the, um, security or the policeman like the the res police guy uh-huh um gets high on drugs and i'm like i don't want to see this shit i don't want to see this but like towards the end that it's where the whole season came into focus about how like 
he could have made different decisions. He watched this person die. What does that mean for the shit asses? And could yeah. they have done something different? Uh, Reservation Dogs is borderline perfect. I'm going to say, I'm going to call out Reservation Dogs winning the ultimate 2022 bracket. It's Reservation Ooh. Dogs. Calling his shot. Southside is so awesome. If I had to choose what show I would rather be on, I think I would choose Southside because it looks like they have such a blast making it. And that might be why it doesn't beat Reservation Dogs because Reservation Dogs is a little bit of a more professional show. Uh, I think they're a little bit more committed to like entertainment across a spectrum. And I think if it doesn't win the jokes per minute, it has a much higher batting average of jokes. Oh, the batting average. Like, there's probably like two or three laps maybe, but they fucking, they're home runs every time. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, Sounds like, congratulations, and I mean that specifically to Ryan. Um, You really did it. no trophies will go his way. No. No. (laughs) Butt-sized trophies. (laughs) (laughs) So that leads us to this final matchup. Nathan Fielder's number four seed the rehearsal in its first and frankly i think maybe only <laughs> season yeah. it's so expensive i think it's so to the max the <laughs> second seed the second season the nearly perfect reservation dogs ryan i'm going to go with you first cuz i feel like you kind of tipped your cap a little bit about which you think is the one that deserves to move on yeah like i am i'm so glad that the rehearsal is in the world even with the potential abuse it may have caused and got us to talk about but like we've never seen a tv show like it but reservation dogs is like why i watch why i consume media like that's this is everything uh, that all the reasons that i watch tv and movies even listen to music is what reservation dogs gave me books agree or disagree or agree to disagree uh one of the few times i absolutely agree with ryan is this his take was actually was pretty good so on much this one. salt <laughs> so, uh, reservation dogs is is fantastic um and deserves to, to move forward it's the right vote mike okay. i feel like you oh, were the geez. first person i heard say everyone has to watch the rehearsal and and greg specifically you're gonna have to gird your <laughs> yeah. loins and do it so i kind of think of this as as your show do you think it has what it takes to beat Reservation Dogs? It's uh, I agree word for word f- with what Ryan said, but flip what show he said it about. Oh, uh, my jaw was on the floor the entire time watching the rehearsal alone. Like the amount of emotional reactions it got into me to watch alone, not in a crowded theater, not with my lovely wife, just alone. The hooting, hollering, weeping, gnashing of teeth. Uh, <laughs> it is a bananas thing that is allowed to exist in the world. And uh, I think it is singular, and that's why it has my vote. Honestly, I think elements of it are not legal. I think he just got away with <laughs> yeah. some of this stuff. Cassie, it is two to one. Reservation Dogs is in the lead. Oof. What do you think? Um, For me, they're so opposite. It's insane because of what the rehearsal is. But I, I got to go with Reservation Dogs. All right. Three votes for Reservation Dogs. Caitlin, what do you think? I'm going to go with uh, the rehearsal. What? I can't. I wow. love you, That's so surprising. Very <laughs> exciting. And then if I were to say the rehearsal right now, not only would I decide what the best comedy was, but I think it would have won over two of the hardest people on the show to possibly win over. 
Oh wow! It is so <laughs> hard. It is so hard to make. Is he gonna can do I it? just like? Can I just say this is how you host a podcast? <laughs> like this, this gap, this tension. Whew, we can all feel it tonight. It's Oscar night. It's the it's the most intense night in podcasting. And I think ultimately, I have to go with my heart, and I have to say, I think it's the rehearsal. Whoa! Oh I think rehearsal is the best comedy of twenty twenty two. That was my prediction a wow. year ago when it started to air. I love it. I know that it was. The I suspense. Had, I, know. I had no prediction at all, and I, I am shocked now. Uh, so now that all the dust has settled, what do we think? Do we think that we can hold our, our heads high and tell people that the rehearsal is our 2022 comedy do we think, of the... Do we think that it's cool that the 12th best comedy of the year won? Uh, yeah, I guess we, we can tell people that. Yes, so Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing little. the sound of your poo-poo pants there. Uh, and, anyway, everybody, Ryan, please watch Better the, Better Call Saul on AMC Plus. <laughs> Ryan needs to like please some karmic God. Whatever you predict will not happen. You need to like do some soul searching. Yeah. You know what? It, but like that—that's what keeps this so exciting, right, folks? Is that uh, you look at the bracket and you're like, "Oh, this is what's going to happen," and no, it is fucking not. I have to say, there were nine seasons of comedy television that we covered tonight. And not a single one of them was anything other than, like, basically perfect. Mm-hmm. So there are no losers tonight except for the panelists. Hey, like, Greg, can hey, I just run? <laughs> Greg, can I ask you a question? Uh, if we did uh, TV comedy 1995, like, do you know how fucking awful that would be for all It'd of be us? so bad. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Boston <laughs> Common is going to win, and I will fucking go down swinging. <laughs> you know what I would say, Ryan? I would say, just shoot me. And I would mean the show, <laughs> but I would also mean, please, just shoot me for having to do that. That's well, that bet. is all the time we have, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to our Best Comedy of the Year 2022. Congratulations to the rehearsals. Congratulations to America. Congratulations to all of us. And hey, keep watching those TV comedies. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected anywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. And we're already seeing certain medical practices be restricted even in those states. 
You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four, donationsforabortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plantcpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. You can also find all the links to these resources at podvoices.help and in the show notes. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.